0: That thing's operational! Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's
1: my secret, Captain.
0: I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode twenty-five of the usual podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars: The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall. With me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hello, everybody. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages on episode twenty-five. Drinking anything tonight, dude? Or is it too hot over there? It's hot over here.
1: Uh, it's uh, it's warm, but uh, I I don't have any uh, anything in my in my RV to uh, to quench my to slake my thirst, if you will. Mm. Indeed. I got gotcha. you.
0: Well, you know. Uh, I, on the other hand, am drinking Sierra Nevada Hoptimum 2015. It is... It's, I think I'm just going to go with the one for now and see how it goes. <laughs> it's a whole cone Imperial IPA. And I don't usually drink Sierra Nevada except just as my usual sipping beer. But for the shows, I try to go something different. But this is definitely different for them. It's the biggest whole cone IPA we've ever produced. A uh, hundred percent, a hundred IBU, whole cone, hurricane of flavor, aggressively hopped and hopped and torpedoed. And so are you saying
1: are you, are you saying it's the uh, the optimum hopping?
0: Indeed, it's hopped to hell, dude. It's a mess. It's like ten percent. It's over ten percent alcohol. It's amazing. So again, gonna start with one. If this show starts to run a little long, we'll go get a second one. And pop culture is gonna be entertaining. So we'll go with that. <laughs> anyway man I'm I'm glad to be here dude uh, it's just you and me tonight which is kind of nice we've actually well we'll kind of talk about that later but we've had guests on the last couple weeks we kind of missed a week so uh we're, let's just get going and then we'll talk about all the things we've been doing what do you think word oh Got all ghetto. I love it. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and SOTOR Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher, of course. Leave us positive ratings. We like when you do that. Keep the reviews coming. We definitely appreciate that. We always put the timestamps in the show notes for non-Swotor fans. Uh, we have some Swotor to cover, but we'll have the other sections as well, so skip around if you need to. And leave us feedback. Let us know what we're doing right and wrong and all that. So we kind of have, uh, I want to spend a couple minutes here on Patreon this week because as we have alluded to in the last few episodes, we are doing a drawing this week at the end of the show after, after pop culture for our patrons. And I'm excited, man. Uh, we got some good swag at Comic Con and I think, uh, whoever wins is going to be pretty pumped. So
1: yeah, I'm excited. It's episode 25.
0: Yeah, man. So our, I think we'll do our, another our, drawing. What do you think?
1: Yeah, our podcast can officially rent a car now.
0: Aw. We're all growns up. Uh yeah, so I think episode twenty five, uh, we'll do another one at thirty, uh just to keep the uh, the patrons patronizing. Is that a thing? Hmm. Eh, I don't know. Anyway, so so thanks again to Paul, Andreas, Dan, Redna, and I'm gonna say at Ohiowas because I think that's cool. At ho, ho- Ohio was. I don't know, man, but thank you for being a patron. He's our longest-running patron, actually, and we're going to uh throw John Skeen in the mix for the swag giveaway because he sent me beer, and I think he's worthy. So well, You
1: know, uh, that just shows that you can buy our love.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you could buy with beer, dude. It goes a long way. I'm just going to tell you that. Uh so I will give each of them a Cartel pack for being a patron regardless I think. I owe some of them one already. Um I've been we were at Comic-Con. Uh we got a couple patrons while we were gone. So of course if you're a $1 or $2 patron we'll send you a, a one or two Cartel packs. So make sure you tweet me uh, or email us at theusualpodcast@gmail.com uh, gmail.com, and give us your faction, server, and character name, and I will get those to you this week before, well, I'll talk about that in a minute, because I'm going on vacation one more time. Um, So, we'll do another drawing in five episodes, we'll give away some more stuff, and uh, we're over halfway, man, to our $15 per episode milestone, which will be a huge show because we'd have like eight or nine guests on, but that might be a cluster. I know, right? be fun. <laughs> that's
1: a, uh, that's uh, gonna be an interesting editing episode for you.
0: Oh, God. I thought the last one was bad with like having what we have four guests last time. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think it'll be fun, man. I'm excited. Uh, so of course become a patron go to uh, patreon.com slash usual podcast and give us a buck or two an episode and if you want to be uh give us more 10 bucks an episode for a month we'll send you a cool care package with socks uh courtesy of my wife's shop hippies long stockings and you'll also and i'll send you beer and other things too probably because you're awesome if you give us 10 bucks an episode so thank you uh, so that's enough for that. For now, we'll get back to that at the end of the show. And audibletrial.com slash usual podcast really quick 30 day free trial using our link. And I'm going to suggest, uh, Ernest Klein's Armada like I did last week. I just started it this morning. Um, haven't gotten very far into it, but I love Ready Player One. And again, this is his second book and as successful as the first one was, I'm excited about this one. So any suggestions yeah, I, for you? Uh,
1: um, well, actually, uh, following up on the Armada, I was on Goodreads last night. And, uh, you know, they do uh, uh, free giveaways. And one of the free giveaways that's up right now is for Armada. So I put myself in for that. So hopefully I'll get a copy. Nice. Um, I'm still uh, listening to uh, The Patriot Threat by Steve Barry because um, it's, you know, almost 30 hours long. Um, but I am uh, about 30% in or 36% in right now. So nice. I'm uh, well on my way. It's getting really interesting and really fun. It's already gone around the globe. We've been in uh, it. Right now, the characters are in Croatia, Ooh, interestingly cool. enough, and it's really interesting. It deals with the 16th Amendment, which is all about income tax.
0: Wow. it doesn't sound exciting, but I'm excited that it's probably more exciting than it sounds.
1: <laughs> Much more exciting than it sounds.
0: Because <laughs> I hate income taxes, dude. But anyway, Uh and the reason I actually was able to start Armada uh, is basically because I finally finished Game of Thrones book five, and we finished the season, uh the season five on the TV show, too, so... Uh, it's a great cool. book. They really went in a different direction, but I could talk about that a little bit later. But, uh, the books are great. I really enjoy the audio books, but they're like 40 something hours long. This one was like 49 hours long. So it took a while. But anyway, audibletrial.com slash user podcast. Get your own book on us. <laughs> so there we go. I just spat that out pretty quick, huh? Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to Star Wars The Old Republic. We got a few things to cover. Ready? Yep. Ready. Cool. Alright. So as always, we'll start with community shoutouts. I have a couple good ones this week. Um, I want to congratulate, uh, well, a lot of people have been and they deserve it. Uh, Swotor Escape Podcast, one of my favorite Swotor podcasts. Uh, uh, Max and Seema, they're hilarious. Uh, but they got to their 100th episode. Actually, 101 just went up as we're recording this today. But, um, but yeah, they went 100 weeks straight. They have not missed a week.
1: Triple digits. Wow. Right? That's impressive.
0: I thought 25 was big. So, <laughs> so congrats to you guys. Keep it up. I love the show. So definitely, uh, definitely keep doing what you're doing. Also, I want to say, remember we had Jesse last week on our show yeah. and she started her own podcast with JT from and Run Radio and it's called Passionately Casual. And, uh, they talk about their guilds, uh, Wookiee Mistake and Unholy Alliance and uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, it's a really great first show. Definitely check it out. They just got on iTunes, so congrats to you guys on that. And the last thing, of course, the GGC episode seven. Uh, I think went up last week, if not the week before, while we were gone. Uh, but I just want to give a shout out to them. Uh, this this time it was hosted by the Beyond the Stars guys, and it was Fred and Paige from that show, uh, Chill from MutiniCast, Simon from Flashpoint Podcast, and Soeterminer from Cast. So it was a good show. I listened to it. I like it. And hopefully, I think we'll be on that show again uh, in the future. So I'm excited about that. Very cool. Last but not least, before we get into actual SWOTOR news and weeks in game, uh, we did officially pull the trigger on our guild, right? Woohoo! And And uh, it's not called The Usual Podcast, but on the website it is. So it's uh, engine.com slash The Usual Podcast. Uh, but it is... Um, And we have a blog post on the on our website actually, and that I'll put a link in the show notes too, uh that gives all the information on how to how to become a member. But it's pretty darn easy to do. Uh the Republic side is called No. What is it? No, the yeah, sorry. (laughs) The Imperial side is called has a frosty beverage, which I thought was pretty funny. And uh the Republic side is called offers a frosty beverage. So Yep, because
1: the pubs are always wusses. Yeah. So if you're
0: thirsty And you want to be a Wuss, join offers. Otherwise, have a frosty beverage with us and be, and be dark. Um, uh, but anyway, we're definitely looking for members. We just kind of slowly rolled this out. We have some loyal listeners that are members. Uh, so we're looking for people for sure. Uh, I started a channel on each side called, uh, The Usual. So you can do a slash C join, The Usual, ask for an invite. And what my goal ultimately, especially before, um, you know, 4.0 drops is I want to do like a low, a newbie ops group because I think we need to see some of these ops. Um, I just want to kind of get my feet wet on ops a little bit. So if anybody wants to lead us, you know, definitely casual. Uh, but I think it'd be really fun. So definitely jump on, join us. And we have a guild website, raid call. I bought a, what a guild bank for the imperial side. So we're rolling slowly but surely. So, but if you're interested, definitely check us out.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to a newbie ops group because that's a whole bunch of story content that I haven't had a chance to partake in yet, um, but as somebody who very slowly gets control of mechanics, I want somebody that's patient that can uh, help uh lead us through all the bosses.
0: And I have to reiterate that. We are not going for progression. We just want to see the story. We'll do story mode. You know, in the future long, future maybe hard mode or something, but really I just want to check this stuff out. Um, I wanted to drink some beers and have some fun. So if you're interested, if that, if that sounds like something you want to do, hit us up and we would love to have you. So it's pretty easy to do. And, uh, Shoot. anything else about the guild? No. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. So weeks in game. What'd you do? <laughs> um,
1: well, of course. You know, 3. I always 3. cut 3 those drop. things
0: out, right? <laughs> when I ask you something what? and you have nothing to say, I always cut it out. <laughs> I just pretend Hopefully it never happened.
1: Do. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
0: You're like, no, um, I have nothing to add. I was like, well, that's compelling. Cut.
1: <laughs> you have that reminds me of, okay, there's this great movie from the late eighties called major league with Charlie Sheen and Tom Berenger and everything. It's about right. the Cleveland Indians. Right. But there's a, there's this scene where Bob Uecker, who plays the, the, the play by play and color commentator for the, the Indians. He, uh, he, he says something and then he leans over to his, he looks over to his, uh, broadcasting partner and says, uh, do you have anything to add there? And the guy goes, nope. <laughs> and he's like, dynamite drop in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude.
1: Oh, uh, it's great. Okay. Uh, weeks in game, uh, you know, 3.3 dropped. And so, of course, I bought my Yavin Stronghold. I, nice, so did I. And, uh, I combined all my credits from around my tunes and I had enough to, open up three sections in the stronghold. So I got the roof open. So it's cool. And the bridge and very, very cool stuff. I haven't unlocked the waterfall room yet, but that's next.
0: Cool, man. Yeah. I, um, I also bought Yavin. I was very excited about that. I have not put any more money in than that. I have the one room, but it's cool. I decorated a little bit. Uh, I am going to open up the other ones. We've been running some dailies, you and I, uh, last few nights. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to build up my money again. I'm going to start playing the GTN. I want to buy, some of the new packs, uh, I'm gonna have to anyway to give us some of our patrons, uh, the packs anyway. So I want to do that. Uh, but really I've just been trying to get all my tunes to level 60. I got my bounty hunter to 60 a couple days ago. My Sork just last night to 60. And then no, it's almost 60. I didn't get there. I fell asleep. Moving on. Um, slacker. I know, right? And then <laughs> next I'm going to work on my trooper. And, um, and I'm leveling a new Guardian because a couple, uh, folks that we know on Twitter were going to join the guild and starting some Lobby pub tunes. And I, they said I needed to start a Guardian. So I said, fine. I don't have a Guardian. So I did it. And I'm going to try light, light side. It sucks. You light
1: side? No it. way. I hate it. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause, uh, <laughs> you know, let's see. Did, did I have to level any? No, I, cause all my tunes are already at 60. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: No, I'm just giving you crap. But no, actually, exciting. I started my n- new legacy over on, uh, Ma, uh, to play with the bad, to play with the bad feeling guys. And I've decided I'm gonna create 16 characters. So it's all the different advanced classes, right? Something's wrong with me. But the, definitely something wrong with me. Seriously, there's something wrong in my head. Yes. But no, the funny thing is, is I'm tailoring each character after somebody in the saga. So of course, my first character was Lucas Starkiller mm-hmm. My second one was Ham sandwich, based after Han Solo, and then the one I created this week was my bounty hunter, mm-hmm. and I made him look very maori with a buzz cut and and uh, and uh, some uh, scarring on the right side of his face and and I
0: named him
1: uh, um, Mango Jet.
0: Oh my god you're you're crazy I, I support you 100 percent, but I still think you're crazy. Uh, I am crazy, but my next one is, uh, I have to, uh, uh, create a
1: Tegruda to take advantage of the new tune. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I can't do that because I haven't unlocked Tegruda on the server. So, mm. but down the line, I'm going to have to create one based on Ahsoka.
0: There you go. Just like everyone else is doing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I just had to give you crap. Um, one last little housekeeping thing is that we will be, but we'll actually be off next week. I am going on my last vacation before I go back to work. I'm leaving Saturday. And I will not be back until the following Saturday. So we'll record, um, well, I guess two weeks from tonight, uh, and get back on track. And we won't miss a week after that for a while because I can't go anywhere because I'll be back at work. So, uh, anyway, so you'll be one show down, but that's going to be okay. Uh, we might try to fill it with something too, but otherwise, uh, we're going to take a week off. So we put a lot of stuff out after Comic Con, so I don't feel bad about it. Do you?
1: No. <laughs> Dynamite drop in, Will. <laughs> well done, sir. Well <laughs> done.
0: All right. So let's move on to turn News before we just really train wreck this thing. In the darkness, only ambition will guide
1: you. The oaths you swear, the promises you make, they are
0: yours alone. All right, so the first, the biggest thing is that schedule maintenance last week uh, was delayed by a day. Uh, essentially, they they ran into some issues, and this has happened in the past. Uh, and this was with 3.3. Uh, it was supposed to drop on Monday. Uh, they didn't. It ended up going the next day instead. And, you know, really, they del- it delayed a couple things by any contract. week was delayed until a day, um, and so was the start of uh, Season 6 uh pvp but the cartel cut pack of course still went live which i think is very important gotta make the money right of course and uh and the conquest will start uh start on time as well so so that's all good uh it wasn't too big of a deal it actually you know just was delayed a day you know it wasn't the end of the world and now we have update 3.3 which we've already kind of covered in our weekend game really um, we've talked about the class changes enough. Put the links in past show notes, and they've been up enough to where we don't really have to go through any of that stuff, patch notes. But really, it was Yavin Stronghold, Tagruda, player race, and then of course all the class changes. So, and the start of season six, and there's some issues along with that. We'll talk about in a minute. But um, but yeah, man. So we have three point three. Are you pumped?
1: Yeah, I I really dig the Yavin Stronghold. You know, the the Nar Stronghold had been my previously been my my prime, my prime stronghold, and I changed that over to Yavin. Mm-hmm. I just like the coloring better; it's more chill. Yeah.
0: Um, you never bought Tatooine, like the, right?
1: never bought Tatooine. Yeah. I will, of course, on my Jungma server because that's where Luke's going to live uh,
0: naturally, um, naturally,
1: naturally. But then, uh, you know, the one thing I'm actually having issues with is I've got a little bit of a bug on uh, on the stronghold server. I don't know if this is happening to everybody else. But every time I go into the stronghold, I still have to see the cutscene and push the space bar. Yeah, it happens
0: to everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's so a little it's annoying, but it. it's a nice cutscene. But yeah, I, I forget it's happening and I'll be like, all right, cool. I'm loading in and I'll walk away and I'm like, damn it. And I come back and hit the space bar, but you know, Um uh, but I, I'm hoping they're going to fix it at some point. But yeah, I've, I've heard across the board, it's happening to everybody. So you're not alone, dude, which is nice.
1: <laughs> oh, brother. Um, but yeah, it's definitely nice. I, I like it. Uh, Um, I haven't tried to yet, but, uh, I really dig the Yavin Stronghold. Honestly, you know, it's funny when I unlocked, uh, the, the, the rooms I've done, I just went up and stood on the bridge and looked at the, uh, the thing. Plus what I love is, uh, you know, you're kind of with all the places that are on city planets, you're kind of hemmed into balconies, right? Whereas on the Yavin Stronghold, you've got all these cliffs and so you can like walk out onto rock, you know, precipices and everything. It's really kind of cool.
0: No, I did that, too, I because I didn't open any other rooms. I was trying to sneak around and see what I could see. Yeah. I fell off and died.
1: There is this one when you go to the other side of the bridge, and there's another place where the other uh major hook is, right? Yeah. And it's really kind of cool because you can actually you get to where you think is the end, and there's a little waterfall to the left and everything, but then there's actually a little trail down, and there's a lower section there. Hmm. And I didn't open up the editing to see if there's any hooks down there, but it's just kind of cool to, that it's... More organic. Yeah, I like how
0: open it is. I, I just think, I don't know, personally, I think in the long run, you know, after we do a guild ship and stuff like that, I'd like to get a Yavin stronghold just as the base of operations. It's very expensive. It's like 15 million or something crazy, but it'd be fun. I mean, I think, I just think that personally, that's my favorite stronghold. Tatooine's a close second. Um, but I like the big open spaces, of course, but I can't really afford to do much and I don't really have crap for decorations, honestly. I put this on Twitter the other day. I was like, you know, right when it came out, I was like, oh, this is cool. And I don't have anything to put anywhere. Cause I need to do some operations and some stuff to get some cool decorations. So that's uh that's gonna come up. So let's do that. Pradacious season six has begun. Basically there's gonna be a teaser blog coming soon. Oh, that was the big issue with uh with the start of this season was that people weren't getting their Nexu mounts. Uh, they were supposed to get their mounts, uh, from the last season. There was a bug and it's still kind of going on. There was actually a post today and I'm jumping around a little bit here, but, uh, there was a post today basically saying that they're still looking into the few people that still haven't gotten them. Uh, I would, lo- I'd be upset too. I think if I didn't get my Nexu mount, but, um, you know, it is what it is. They'll fix it.
1: Yeah, no, just whenever I, I imagine a Nexu mount, I imagine Obi-Wan jumping on the Nexu right. on, uh where was that, Uh Genesis, right? Yeah, in the pit?
0: Yeah, yeah. That was awesome.
1: No, 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 no. When he's uh, going after, uh when he's going to be heading after uh Grievous, Oh, that's a varactyl. And he's on like, no, I thought it was a Nexu.
0: No, the Nexu is the one with the big teeth that was in the pit with the three deals right no, i I thought they were
1: both next year. no,
0: though. the other one's of rectal, the one I always ride in game, the purple one
1: i'm a I'm a bad star That's wars right, fan. I can cut
0: it if you want, but you know, no big deal, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bad Star Wars fan. Can we just put that out there?
1: like I give all right,
0: thanks for not cussing all right, uh, don't um, oh, they are making the next season. they put up the season rewards, which is pretty cool. They put up a skeleton of just what's gonna be available, and I thought it was cool that the top tier gets everything. Which is awesome. And it's gonna be legacy bound this time. Um, except for the top 96 title, uh, will be legacy bound. So, you know, if you wanna give that next view mount to a, another tune, I think that's a cool thing to be able to do for sure. Cool. I thought this was cool. I don't know what you would think. This was just on the dev tracker. Somebody put up a little poem. And see if this sounds familiar. So Zoom 6 put this up. With a new season comes a solemn vow. Your rating will be nothing. Your privilege is defeat. In the queue, only Elo will guide you. The comms you get, the rewards you earn, they are yours alone. Your freedom will be the pre-mades you run, your birthright, the matchmaking you suffer, your entitlement, the class balance you endure. And when pugs find you, you will face them alone. <laughs> I just thought that was cool.
1: That is, uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's a nice little uh, take off the upcoming release.
0: Exactly. And, uh, I can't remember, if I think it was Alex Modney or somebody wrote back and said, made me spit on my tea. This is excellent. So I like, I like when they respond back with stuff like that. I thought that was worth noting. Uh, let's see. So there was, there's an issue with healers right now in PvP, which, you know, we don't cover too much PvP and I'm just going to gloss over this, but there's an issue with healers right now that essentially they made a bunch of healing changes. And now if there's enough healers on a team, from what I understand, uh, people don't die. <laughs> <laughs> healers Let's can kind of PvP. Ke- well healers can keep everybody alive so it's not very fun cause- can
1: you imagine can you imagine going into a uh, oh god what's the word I'm looking for Warzone? Yeah, but Warzone but when you're uh waiting for it to pop. Um Oh, a queue. Yeah, when you're queuing for a Warzone, can you imagine if a uh, yeah, you, know, you go in and it's 8 on 8 or whatever and and all eight for both teams are healers. Oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> Nobody That'd would be die. That so funny. <laughs> that war zone would last forever.
0: Exactly. Definitely hitting the time limit on those. And I think that's kind of the thing. They're keep they're basically saying they keep an eye on the state of the war zones and if things tilt one way or another, they will spawn um, with systematic adjustments like the effectiveness of trauma. So people are basically saying there's certain things, certain healers if if utilizing a certain way Will keep people alive, which is important. You know, healers are always important in PvP, but there's some controversy out there. There's plenty of stuff if you're really interested in that. This is not the show really for that, but worth noting anyway. There's a known issues thread. Um, like with any update, there have been some issues. We already mentioned the next zoom out. Let's see, today's update. Oh, that's where I had it. Uh, some players still haven't reported. Oh, and then there was also the issue where some people who didn't actually earn them got them. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it, I think from what I understand, it was based off of the, off of the season previous. So if you earned the mount in the season previous, you got the next mount, whether you played the last season or not. I don't know. That's pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny. So they're, they're working all that stuff out. I, you know, I ran across this and I thought this was cool. David Stats came out to address something. Uh, there's a bounty holding cell. I haven't seen this decoration yet. I was meant to go on Dolphin and check it out. But apparently there's um, there's a decoration that's a fun addition to the game to help you create your own Star Wars stories. As such, we will consider swapping the interactivity of the bounty holding cell as suggested so that the force field is active by default and turns off when interacted with. So really, it was like you could put an NPC in a jail, but unless that's you pressed cool. it, it wouldn't turn on and it would only turn on for like 30 seconds and then turn off. So the suggestion is it should always be on unless you press it. So I think they're going to make that change, which is cool. Um, Am I the
1: only one that wants to stick Vet in there? And
0: <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you, dude. <laughs> you're not alone again. Look, we're together.
1: Hey, hey, Chuck, is that where you're gonna
0: be putting your pile of makos? Oh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. A uh, couple more things here. Somebody posted, "I adore the lack of hutball and arenas in uh, non-ranked war zones." So. <laughs> I would have loved this. And I did want to do some PvP now that this, uh, came out. And I'm going to, but I wish I had done it before the patch, uh, last night. But they fixed this last night. Uh, there was maintenance. But basically what happened was they changed the PTS so they wouldn't get Hutball or arenas. <laughs> so when they went live, it kept the PTS stuff, <laughs> which is kind of cool. That's funny. Uh, so I would have loved not getting Hutball because I hate Hutball. Uh, but anyway. That's got that's got that got fixed already. Oh, there's a cool thread going on, the official mount vehicle wish list thread. So if you have any Ooh. hopes and dreams and desires for mounts, definitely go on this thread. There's some really entertaining stuff on there right now. Uh so essentially they're just looking for ideas for mounts. And the later the first day, David Stats came out and said 31 pages in 1 day. He said impressive, most impressive. So that was cool. I want an Alderaanian log. I do too. Anybody else want to ride around on a log? Right? That'd be cool. I mean and you know, you don't want to get too silly, but I don't see why not. If you want to be silly, be silly, you know?
1: I want the Java transport. (laughs) Ah, be awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I would want really. I just I like um I want more like barges and stuff, you know, just stuff I can like sprawl out and have people serve me while I ride around the galaxy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you want to be one of those people that take up the
1: entire hallway on fleet.
0: Absolutely. Why would I not, dude? <laughs> I mean not to be obnoxious, it's just my mount. What am I gonna do?
1: <laughs> Very <laughs> All
0: right, uh, let's see. Great so <laughs> there was an update update on wind trading from season five. I'm not gonna read through this. There is a link in the show notes. And um essentially they're still working on uh the wind trading. There was something that slipped through the cracks, um, players who would play one character um, as their main and win and then, you know, throw the matches on the other one. Eh, I don't know. I think that's pretty straightforward as far as win trading goes. So people are asking what happens to the, re- the rewards they received um, and if their rankings were reset and they basically said, good question. Although it's possible someone can get their mid season um, uh, ratings reset uh, that happens during maintenance at the end of the season. So you know before the rewards are granted they reset stuff if the person has been known to win trade so i think they're going to keep going people are going to do it anyway they're going to find a way you know to keep doing it so I, right. I don't know what can you do they've changed a few things as far as uh pvp goes now with rank they give you tokens uh to buy uh rewards at the end of the season and if you rank you actually get um a certain amount of tokens to buy all of the cool rewards and stuff so i think that's kind of a different incentive than than what they've been doing before. I think it's going to work out. So we'll see. And they got cool. rid of ranked war zones all to, war zone comms altogether. It's just uh, war zone comms. So just some right. changes that came with 3.3. All right. One more thing here. Uh, PAX Cantina. So this was actually in your old neck of the woods, uh, up in Seattle, dude. Well, my old, I used to live up there too. Duh.
1: <laughs> yes, you do.
0: <laughs> anyway, so PAX Prime, they were going to do a Seattle, Seattle Cantina. And I'm gonna read part of this because I think this is important because we do cover cantina events. We want to give you an update on a change of plans around our Seattle cantina. Planned to happen around Pax Prime. As we've been looking at our schedule, we feel we're just a few short months from Fallen Empires launch. Um, our goal is to deliver a AAA quality expansion. We need to allow the team um, allow the team to put their focus on development priorities. So and to basically put all their resources towards that. So they are canceling the cantina. Instead, they're gonna do a live stream event which I think is cool. just as good. Not really just as good for yeah. the people playing to go, but it's good that everybody gets to watch <laughs> it. And so this allows them to participate without traveling. And so, however, we know cantinas are often a place where players get time to talk to the developers, get new information, and acquire some um, event-exclusive swag. Uh, we will still want to deliver on those expectations and live up to the spirit of the cantina event. So in lieu of a Seattle cantina, they're going to live stream on Wednesday, August 26th so I'm secretly hoping that's in the evening they are talking about syncing it up with western time zones because people were planning it to be that time zone anyway I guess
1: right because it was going to be based in Seattle
0: exactly um, so a live gameplay through of a chapter from the new digital expansion Knights of the Fallen Empire uh, the team's going to answer which I think is cool they're actually going to play through one of the chapters right
1: yeah that is really cool I think that's going to be fun to watch
0: And it says the team will answer questions via chat, which never goes well because they always have way too many people in the chat room. And people just ask stupid questions the whole time. I I like being in the chat room because it's just a cluster. But they usually give away stuff, so I'm kind of hoping they give away things. And they will be doing a shareable link just like they did before for the Cantina Tour Pack, which includes another print-away aggregate, uh, which is exclusive with another random item like they did with the last ones. So I think that's going to be cool. And they're gonna do let's see, plus a first reveal of a familiar face who'll be returning to Swotor and Knights of the Fallen Empire. And they basically then they apologize for people that already made their plans, but I don't know, man. I think it's gonna be okay. They didn't cancel it last minute, really, this time. So I think that's important. Yeah, plus
1: if people were going they were going for Pax Prime and going to the cantina as well. Right. And,
0: And I think that's I think that's something to keep in mind for sure. All right.
1: Plus, plus, it's a city that they've already done a cantina in, so it's not like they were going to a city they had never had the
0: event before. That's a good point, too, dude. And, all right, so there was a maintenance last night. Uh, the patch corrected the unranked Warzone queue, which we just talked about. They make it possible there was a bug with uh, the monolith monolithic mission on Ziost. And um, there was a text tooltip issue with the medical probe icon. Um, and that's going to be fixed, too. And that happened uh, already, as you're listening to this. All right, I think the last thing I want to cover in SWTOR, man, is something that just dropped. Was it today, right? Um Yeah, I think so. It's called Brothers. Yet another amazing piece of writing from, I'm just going to say that it's Courtney Woods because she's amazing. And this focused on the brothers we see in the Knights of the Fallen Empire trailer. What would you think, dude?
1: I loved it. I thought it was great that it was from the point of view of uh, Thexan. Mm-hmm. And it was his reaction uh in dealing with the uh the battlefield injury to Arcan and his uh having to report to uh Valcorian afterwards right and so i th- i think it was really cool cuz it gave a little bit more of the personality of Valcorian um because instead of just getting the turn away and wa- and walk away from from the trailers uh i mean i pointed that out too but you actually got a little bit of discussion between Thexan and Valcorian and so i thought that was cool
0: yeah, and I like the interaction there, and it really showed the priority of, of Valkorian, too. I mean, he's basically like, yeah, your brother's hurt. I got that. What's going on with the battle? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I really, I really, exactly. really like that dynamic. Excuse me. I also liked, there was a, some subtle touches in there, um, of the concern of the brother, uh, what's Thexan? Uh, of Thexan yeah. for, for Arcan. He's basically worried about his anger. You know, and there's some moments. And so when he goes and sees him at the end, there's that concern. He can kind of feel the rage burning, building up again. And if you watch the trailer, you know who ends up winning the end of that anyway. And, um, it's, it's, I, I cannot wait for this storyline. And I thought this was perfect timing from, uh, you know, cause we watched the panel, uh, the sacrifice panel at, at Comic Con. And I thought this was great. Um, one of the right. questions that Jesse had from um, Unholy Alliance and uh, Passionately Casual podcast, she was asking about the Twi'lek that you see in the trailer. Uh,
1: and they actually have a name for it now.
0: And the and name. What was the name? I was trying to find it while we were talking, but I was too slow.
1: Oh, it starts with uh, R or something.
0: And they mentioned her a couple times, basically saying she's putting up a hell of a fight and we're going to win, but it's really not easy right now because the Sith are they don't play you know so i thought that was pretty cool i mean her name's not that important but we did get a little insight into her and that was one of the things that that was one of the responses we got at comic-con or that jesse got was basically like we're gonna find out more pretty soon about her and she's she's gonna be a player of some level i think so i think that's gonna be cool
1: yeah two things uh uh hang on a second here all right so it turns out the darth's name is darth atroxa Oh, there you go. Yep. And one thing I also like from the story is it named the knight, the knights, uh, that, that are in support of the, the, the twins. And they're named, uh, the Zakul Knights. And what I loved about that is it really points out that they're all female, from what I can tell. And that they change out, uh, them, uh, on a regular basis. So, the uh, they don't have any attachment to the princes Instead, they're completely loyal to Valcori yeah
0: i did like that touch i didn't get the impression they were all female but it's possible well i
1: yeah well i got that they were all female because um really pointed out that the the Twins wouldn't have any romantic attachment
0: to. It. Oh, I get it. Okay, I was thinking kind of the other way around. Like if they were gonna go against Valcorian a little bit, then they'd be able to sway them regardless of uh gender. But yeah, I think I think that's interesting, dude. I didn't even really think about that. There's a lot going on here, and I think that this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg for this storyline. And you know, as a writer myself, I love stuff like this. And I, I mean, I'm gonna read this again. I think this is phenomenal. And if Courtney has. if if she's still doing this she is not playing and i love it good job hats off to you (laughs) yeah she's doing a great
1: job i mean honestly you know we we heard that she got pulled into to being one of the writers i would Mm -hmm. not doubt if she's part of the writing team for for coffee so
0: oh yeah i have no doubt on that at all and and putting out these blogs is is really great i did like the line i think i may have mentioned this do not underestimate the sith Though quaint, they will do whatever it takes to survive. And unlike the Jedi, they are not held back by lofty ideals or false morality. Which I think was really interesting from a third party looking at both factions and being like, they're too high and mighty, these guys will do anything to live, uh, don't underestimate them. We got rid of the Jedi yeah. easily enough, is kind of where I got from that. Yeah,
1: I think we're getting more of a point of view that people were hoping we would have gotten from the sixth uh, the sixth line guard.
0: For sure. They just kind of touched on that, which was kind of disappointing. I really, I'm ex, I'm, I'm more intrigued now by the Knights. Um, yeah, by the Knights. The, what were they called? The,
1: the Knights of Zakuul.
0: Zakuul, Yeah. And, uh, I just think, I, I think this is going to be phenomenal. And, you know, we're more story based guys anyway, which is probably why we're excited. But I think if you, if, if you have not taken the time to read this, there will be a link in the show notes. Definitely take the time to read this if you're at all intrigued by what is going to happen in, in coffee. I think this is going to be cool. So anything else that stood out to you about this? I thought this was a good discussion topic. So
1: No, it, it, the only other thing is it, it almost made me want that they would have one of these stories for the sixth, the sixth line guard. Yeah, same here. Um, Because that was something that, like you said, wasn't really touched on, and I thought that was, that's a missed opportunity. And
0: we did talk about that before that dropped, how intriguing that was going to be. You know, oh, cool, another... Section of Jedi, but eh, not so much. You know, not anything yeah. really compelling, at least. One more thing I wanted to kind of talk about with this at the ending was really going back with what we were talking about with all our guests last week on that third edition of the Comic Con episode. You know, how the question was asked, you know, which arm do you take? Uh, they were asked the blur guys, which arm, why did you decide? The left arm rather than the right arm, like, you know, um, did it have to do with going against, you know, what was traditional in Star Wars or was there something else going on there? And they kind of said, because at the end of the trailer, they were touching, you know, skin to skin, you know, real arm to real arm. Uh, and at right. the end here, he's talking, he's, they're touching, you know, metal, metal hand to, Human hand, I thought was interesting. You know, he said, "Cold metal fingers squeeze my arm and little flame of hope inside me." They say time heals all wounds. I think this, I think that was great. So I thought that was cool after what we talked about before.
1: Exactly, I thought that was really cool too. All
0: right, man, should we get out of this? Are we done talking about Soul Tour this week? I believe we are. All right, let's do some Star Wars stuff. <laughs> What's that flashing? The losing is a shield. Both trap yourselves in and I'm gonna make a jump to light speed. Uh, Alright, so we're gonna, I'm gonna do a quick podcast corner before Star Wars. So if you're here for Star Wars, bear with me because there's two, well, one Star Wars one I want you guys to check out. Uh, so Weekly Geek Speak, um, is a podcast I just started listening to yesterday. Um, and the reason I was turned on to this, they've been around a long time. It's a pretty cool little podcast. Um, I, I've only listened to an episode and a half or so. I want to dive into a little more. Uh, I was turned on to it because one of the guy who does that podcast actually tweeted me because he heard about our podcast on Hollywood Babylon. And nice. so I was like, well, he's all, and I'm really enjoying your show. I was like, well, I'll definitely going to check out your show now too. So I want to give him a little shout out. Tom, thanks for listening. And, um, I'm enjoying your show as well. So I will, uh, Chime in more in a couple weeks once I listen to more of it. So it's a cool podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm actually I learned about a, a podcast at Comic Con as well, and I'm uh, part through the first episode, so I'm not going to say its name yet. I'm going to uh, listen to a couple episodes this week, and for our next episode, I'll I'll give a shout
0: out. Sounds good. And then we already mentioned Passionately Casual, but the link is going to be in the podcast corner section. I wanted to just thank them really quickly. Thank Jesse for mentioning us in their first podcast, and I thought that was really Ooh. nice of her. And, uh, it is a good podcast. It is definitely centered around their guilds, but they also cover slow turn news and what's going on in the community. So worth checking out for sure. And then I want to give the Cantina cast another shout out. This is like their 20th shout out in 25 episodes. But, um, <laughs> you know, we, we, they, we were lucky enough to be guests on their show. Uh, we recorded it last week and, and it will be up tomorrow. So as you listen to this, it'll be up yesterday. Hello, future. So anyway, uh, so uh, we talked comics mostly in our segment and we talked about all we talked about Star Wars, Vader, Kanan and Leia. The reason I'm bringing this up now is definitely. because, yeah, and and oh, and Lando, definitely and Lando. The reason I'm bringing this up now is because we're not going to talk about all of those this week on this show. So if you want to hear our impressions of all of those, we're just going to talk about Kanan mostly this week. Uh, If you want to hear our impressions on those, definitely check out episode 89 of the Cantina Cast. There'll be a link in the show notes. Now, let's go Word. into Star Wars. Pew, 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 pew. Pew,
1: pew, 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 <laughs> pew, pew.
0: Nice. That was nice, dude. High-pitched. Good job. <laughs> All right. So let's – you want to just talk about canon a little bit? I hadn't read it before last week. The reason that's why I wanted to bring it up this week. Uh, we talked about it with Cantina Cast. And you guys kind of talked about it in a overarching fashion, but I actually hadn't read the latest one. My comic book shop didn't get it to me in time, so I didn't mean to cut yeah, you. Yeah. So off, how did so.
1: you? Uh, how did you like how it was really kind of the the issue that shows the evolving of uh, Kanan from Jedi Padawan to smuggler?
0: It was kind of montage-y.
1: <laughs> Very montagey.
0: And and the cool the thing I kind of liked about it was that most of the comic is a in, inner monologue. You know what I mean? Yes. You don't get much dialogue except for in the beginning and a little in the end, but most of it is him, you know, reflect, uh, uh I guess reflecting on his past, trying to figure out going forward and kind of narrating his own montage. I, I enjoyed it mostly because that's one of the things that as we watch Rebels that we think about, you know, how does this jet, how does this man who used to be a Padawan boy, he used to be a Padawan, go to being a smuggler and sort of a seedy character and, and be okay with it. You know, what has to happen in order for that to be a thing? I also like the relationship, uh, building and his friendship building as well. And, and I think that says a lot about canon because he does get attached to people, you know, which is definitely not a Jedi, a Jedi trait. So
1: absolutely. One thing I like about it is, you know, and actually I, this jest onto me literally while we're talking. Is uh that he Kanan mirrors the uh the story of Luke a lot, especially in uh the Star Wars uh uh run going on right now, because they both were people that were Padawans who lost their knights young mm-hmm. and had to discover what it was to be a knight on their own. Right. And by the time we see them further on whereas with i mean luke had a little bit of training from yoda in empire but mostly it was him doing it on his own and same thing with with canaan you know by the time we see them in you know in adulthood they are full-fledged knights
0: absolutely and i'm yeah i I like that dude i didn't think about that either it does mirror that storyline for sure and when you lose and i think that's important and this is a and this is something that in literature happens all the time. The loss of the mentor is part of the hero's journey. You know, you lose the mentor and then you have to kind of figure it out on your own and you look to the people around you to kind of guide you through that, you know? Um, and, yeah. and I think Kanan's story is a perfect mirror to Luke's for sure. I like that. The other thing that I do like about this, uh, this particular series is there's a couple moments in this and because we've watched Rebels and we see the first him... First lighting, you know, igniting his lightsaber, right? And you see right. that in 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 Rebels, and it happens sooner than you would think. But I like the idea. I like the fact that in this particular issue, he's kind of set it aside. He doesn't even have it on him, but yet he finds himself reaching for it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: At the end, when the when the clone troopers are coming mm-hmm. after him, it it really makes the point of saying that he reached for that comfort on his belt, and it's not right. there.
0: And I and I think that really talks you know, really speaks about his his journey for sure and the fact that he can't do it the way that he was trained to do it. He has to figure out a different way to do it. And um you know, and I, I don't know, I enjoy this book a lot still. I this was definitely slower action wise than the others. Uh Absolutely. But it's I think it's really important. It's not as slow pace wise, I guess, as like Leia, what was it, Leia two or Leia three? Right. Um you know, and and so I think that this issue, although slower, is definitely needs to be it. It needed to be told, and I like the way they do it, uh, especially it's kind of montage. Well, it was,
1: it was, yeah. Well, it was also covering a larger
0: span of exactly. time. Yeah. Do you think they're going? How long do you think they're going to keep him as a kid?
1: I think it's going to be for the entire okay, run. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Because um, it is, it. I mean, the, the subtitle of it is "It is Cain and the Last Padawan." Right. So I think it's going to be the entire time. That he kind of discovers himself. Okay. Uh, they might go into another run pre-rebels, like when he meets Hera or something, but it's, uh, definitely not going to be subtitled The Last Paddle.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I was wondering if they were going to jump ahead a little bit and get to like a few years before a New Dawn and, and have him as an adult kind of thing, but you know, uh, or get to, I mean, you might have a, f- yeah,
1: you might have a flash forward at the end of the last issue. But, you know, they're, they're gonna, you know, with the popularity that this, this run has had, mm-hmm. they're gonna have another, you know, four or five episode issue run and it will be called, you know, Kanan, the first, you know, the next night or something. Yeah. It'll no, be, I, I, I like that. And I,
0: and I think it, what I'm kind of intrigued about too with Kanan's story is when we do see him in a new dawn, he's kind of a boozer. You know, he doesn't really, he's trying not to be attached to people, but you still see those people that are attached to him. I was just kind of curious right. to see. How he goes from really smuggling and, and full time to sort of kind of just picking up real jobs. You know what I mean? So I was intrigued by that. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But I, I like this run. I like this issue still. So we didn't even really spoil it that much. We never said spoilers, spoilers, but not really. Uh, did you want to talk Leia at all? Or are we over? It? We didn't, we talked about it a little bit with Cantina Cast guys, but, um,
1: actually we talked about it quite a bit with them. So yeah, if you want to hear our, our thoughts on, on the end of the Leia run, just uh, listen to the Cantina Cast episode 89.
0: Yeah. What was I drinking that day? Man, I feel like we didn't talk about Leia at all. Moving on. <laughs> um, all right, man. So we don't have too much other Star Wars stuff, uh, but you have something pretty damn cool in here. What do you got?
1: Yeah, actually, two things I just got, like, literally within the last few hours. Uh, I I actually found a link on Facebook that took me to the LaughingSquid dot com. And they were showing, uh, some videos that this guy had made that show the overall, uh, arc of changes that were made, uh, in the Star Wars movies from 1977, uh, respectively to, so, A New Hope attract changes to 80, um, which actually the first change was, you know, we think about all the changes that were made in 1997. Oh, yeah. But the first change was actually made in 80 where they changed the scroll, the scroll at the beginning. And gave it the subtitle A New Hope. A New Hope. Yep. That was actually done uh, for the re-release right before uh, um, Empire was released. And so it shows the changes side by side, and it's really cool. So it goes over the the Hongrido thing, the introduction of Jabba, and the cutscene from Episode 1, yeah. or from Episode 4. So really cool. It's a lot of stuff. So the, the link is in the show notes. And it's like a 12 and a half minute video for the first part of Episode 4, but it's really interesting to see the changes that were made. Um, the second thing is I got an email today from, cause I'm on the, the email list for the new Star Wars Uprising RPG. Uh, it's gonna be on mobile devices, and they released their first dev diary video today. Uh, it was about a minute and a half, really interesting. It showed some, uh, some gameplay, some setup, and, uh, mostly some, uh, just some scenery, but it also introduced a few of the devs, and one of them looked rather familiar, so why don't you, uh, take well, that?
0: And- and I hadn't seen this. For some reason, I didn't get that email. I'm on that list, so I'm a little upset about that. Uh, probably went to your yeah, spam. Probably. I'll, I'll find it. But anyway, this, the, like you said, the, the trailer was really cool, but one of the devs, I was like, wait, that's, it's Daniel Erickson. So if you're, if you're a, <laughs> uh, old timer, you will definitely remember Daniel Erickson. He was a lead designer on the game. Um, he was a cool guy. I really, lo- I really enjoyed his, uh, energy. Um, on the early videos in the beginning of, of SWOTOR. And he's a, now a creative director at Kabam RPG for, you know, Star Wars Uprising. So he looks the same. Um, there was a joke back in the day. I just, it just came into my mind. Uh, uh, Didi at Tor Wars used to always joke on Tor Wars about, uh, Daniel Erickson's abs. There was a picture of him holding up his <laughs> shirt back in the day. So that just popped into my head. But, you know, uh, he left Bioware, you know, a few years ago. But honestly, uh, it was cool seeing him still in the industry, uh, and working on Star Wars. So, and as a creative director, I can't wait for this game. I'm, I'm, it comes out in a couple months. Uh, I'm excited, I'm more excited now that he's working on it, honestly. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, and actually, not only from, uh, from, uh, BioWare, but it turns out they're also, their talent pool, uh, they pulled from Blizzard and, and Lucasfilm as well. So. Really, uh, it looks like that they've got a really good team over at Kabam that's, that are setting up. And what this I game. liked
0: about it, and, and we'll get to this other game I've been playing mobile-wise in a little bit, but I, I really, I like that they're going with story. And I think that's super important when you're telling us, when you're, when you have a Star Wars video game, even if it's a mobile game, um, and you, if you're making an RPG, you need to have a story. And they were basically setting up the fact that there's gonna be a compelling story here. And honestly, as big as Star Wars is gonna be come December, uh, it's a great timing for a mobile a mobile app game like this, and I'm hoping the story is great. It looks great. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I, I will definitely get it when it comes out.
1: The important thing to, th- to remember is that this actually comes out in September, so it's going to be released before Aftermath, and it's right. going to be the first story content that we're going to get that takes place between Episode six and seven. Right? Because they did say it so, was so. It's going to be that. really yep. important. Sorry. Yeah. So it's going to be really important for setting up uh the uh the storyline for seven plus it's being told from the point of view from the empire. Which I believe. Oh, from what's left of the, which empire. I'm excited about. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. I cannot wait for this game. Uh, so we'll probably be talking about it as we get more info. I mean, I'm, I'm following it. You're following it. Um, I'm getting more into mobile, mobile gaming again. Uh, especially during the summer, uh, when I don't have time to sit at my computer and log into Sotor, I can kind of, Mess around with a game on my, on my phone. So I've been doing that a little bit more. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, w- I can't wait for this. So we have that, we have that to look forward to in September. So. Cool. And I guess, uh, I guess that's it, huh? Anything else for Star Wars? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, Time for pop culture. Cool,
0: man. I will hand it over to you, sir. Time for pop culture. What a trip. Barely got back in time for surgery tomorrow. You should have been there.
1: Yes. God knows when I'll be able to see Dicky again or where.
0: Yeah. Mexico's pretty big. And so is your heart, Woodhouse. Sir? That's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me.
1: Oh, well.
0: I'm serious. You know, you showed me how important family is, and you're kind of family, and I know I'm not always as nice to you as I could be, so I'm going to work on that, okay? Oh, yeah. yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
1: Pew, pew, pew. Just Sweet. kidding.
0: <laughs> Phrasing. Freezing. Um,
1: you know, let's get the, the sad stuff yeah. out of the way first. We lost a couple of, uh, pop culture icons this week. Um, Alex Rocco, who played Mo Green in the original Godfather movie, uh. um, which I believe is loosely based on Bugsy Siegel. Um, you know, basically because he helped set up Las Vegas, uh, passed away. He was also in Facts of Life. He, you know, was in a whole bunch right. of other things. But, you know, he's most well known for, you know, it's 40 years later, but spoilers that, you know, he's the guy on the massage table that gets shot in the eye. Dude, so, spoilers. Um, <laughs> great great scene from the end of the Godfather bloodbath. So really cool, but it was sad to, to lose him. He was uh, 79 years old, I believe. Oh, so, But one that's a little closer to our hearts, because, you know, I'm more of a, a Godfather fan than you are, but we're both huge Archer yeah. fans. And this is doubly hard for me because this guy was also in the West Wing for a few episodes. Um, George Coe, who also was one of the original Not Ready for Primetime players from Saturday Night Live in 1975. Right. Uh, he passed away at 86. He did the voice of Woodhouse in Archer. What are they gonna do? Um, I shall fetch a rug. What are they gonna
0: do, man? I can't. I don't, are they gonna kill off Ar- uh, I think Woodhouse? They have to. I mean, they can't I think do they, that. They can't get someone to do that voice. I mean, I, one of my favorite episodes of Archer is the one where they have to put, uh, they have to put Woodhouse in as the Pope, and I—that I, I that was one of the ones he was the most had the most prominent role. And the whole time he's just trying to go shoot up heroin. I love that character, you know.
1: It is great. One thing I actually love about this that I because I I, had, I wasn't aware of his Saturday Night Live connection, but now thinking back to that that episode when uh, when um, Pam comes in and he, she calls Archer Guido Sardouchebag. <laughs> It's actually a reference to an old Saturday Night Life character, Guido Sarducci. Is it really? Oh. Father wow. Guido, yeah, Father Guido Sarducci, um, who played like this Catholic priest who was, it was hilarious. And, uh, so it's another Saturday Night Live connection there, which I thought was kind of I think what
0: I'll do, man, and I'm gonna, you know, whether I leave this in or not, I'm definitely this week's bumper, I'm gonna change the Archer one to Woodhouse for sure.
1: Oh, gotta. Um, but, um, yeah, definitely, uh, it's sad to see George died. He was on the West Wing. He played, a uh, Senator Stackhouse, who, um, you know, did a, a he had a whole uh, episode based around him in season one, I believe, about, uh, him doing a filibuster mm-hmm. in the name of, uh, autism, uh, awareness. So that was very cool. Um, yeah, he, he had, uh, you know long career. So, I mean 86 you know, years old.
0: He's, go. you know, he did a lot and you know, he would definitely be a miss. I don't know what they're going to do on Archer, but it's it's always sad to see people like that go. Uh,
1: um okay, I got this little bit of information from Nerdist um that Disney is going to be re- uh, opening up a you <laughs> know when their new Shanghai park opens up, they're going to be opening up a Tron light cycle oh, coaster that's gonna be sick. So that should be a lot of fun. I hope that eventually makes its way stateside because that would just be a great indoor coaster. Um,
0: and I hope it doesn't go the way of like rocket rods where they can't figure it out. You know what I mean? Like that sounds phenomenal. Yeah.
1: The way that, well, the cool thing is, is the rocket rods was, uh, was like groundbreaking in its, in its style, right? There's a coaster at Knott's Berry Farm called Pony Express and it's basically the mm-hmm. same sort of setup. It's kind of cool. We're on that one. You're actually getting on a horse. And you're wide open what? out in there, and it locks onto your calves and it locks onto your back. But you're there like riding wow. a horse, and so it's going to be the same sort of car I'm thinking. Hmm. So, um, it's just going to be going a little bit faster.
0: Interesting. Right. Um,
1: a couple new trailers got dropped this week. Uh, the new trailer for Spectre, the new James Bond film, a uh, hit in oh, it cool. is fantastic. So check that out. Also,
0: yeah, I can't wait. Uh, the first movie. teaser trailer
1: for <laughs> X Files. Uh, hit. So Sweet. uh if you're uh,
0: I haven't watched that yet.
1: So if you're an X file like I am, uh, make sure you check out that teaser trailer. You know, it is really, you know, the definition of a cheat teaser trailer it really doesn't give anything away. But you see little things like, you know, people breaking into Mulder's office and you see the Trust No One poster nice. on the ground and stuff like that, right? Um, so that's cool. great. And then talking about posters again, uh, they released the first official poster for Supergirl, which I thought was really cool. cool. Um, as you can remember, I'm actually way on board with this. I'm not a huge DC person, but I loved this pilot. So I'm all in on this. Oh, yes. Marshall.
0: I'm gonna... Yes. Thanks for calling on me. I <laughs> I thought this timing was perfect. Uh, last night, the wife and I were trying to figure out what to watch. and I said, you know what? Will gave me the pilot. I'm just going to throw it on. I know you'll like it. I watched part of it the other day and I, it was like in the middle of the night, I fell asleep and not for lack of excitement. I just was tired. But, uh, the wife and I watched it all last night and she's also, how long am I going to have to wait for the rest of the episodes? (laughs) (laughs) It was, it's so good, dude. Like there's some moments, uh, I I don't know what they're doing it right. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was going to be a little too cutesy at first. And, uh, it turned out they're, I think they're going to do it right, man. I think it's going to be really, really fun. Yeah. What I, so. the
1: two things I loved about it is I, I love, uh, Jimmy Olsen in it is fantastic. Um, also, do you never actually really see Superman? You see his hand in a couple right. of cut scenes and everything. So it's really kind of cool the way that they're, re- they're, they're doing it right.
0: So what I liked about it is that they always allude to him as him. Yes. He, yeah. You know, and, and what's weird about that? And also kind of on point about that is that's how most people refer to a god yeah. as he, him, exactly. Right? And it's like, and 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 you know he has godlike powers. Yep. It makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, I thought it was cool. They don't show him. I love that Jimmy Olsen is a buff black dude. <laughs> uh, I knew you'd like and, that. And and he just kind of he's there and he's just like, what's up? I know what you're about, you know. And you can tell. And it's just really it's like, a fun. It's a really fun pilot. It's like,
1: hey, girl. <laughs>
0: yeah I just I loved it man. when he gives it was fun when
1: he hands over the cape, it's like, you know hey girl, got yeah. got something for
0: you <laughs> <laughs> no that was it was really good i the poster is beautiful, and i i you know, I don't want to wait till October, but I will you know, yeah, so
1: um also uh uh Fox released the first image of apocalypse from uh the new x-Men movie, so that's pretty darn cool. Um, you know, for those of you that are X-Men fans, Apocalypse is huge in the canon. Um, so this is going to be a, a huge movie. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, it's oh,
0: awesome. And oh, that's right. Olivia Munn is playing Psy, uh, Psylocke, right? Yes. Uh I love Olivia Munn. We've talked about this already. Who's playing Storm there?
1: Uh, I that- can't remember their, uh, her name, but she's done a couple okay. of other things, but, uh, it's a, uh, it's a different person than, uh, yeah. Halle Berry, obviously.
0: And then Halle berry obviously yeah yeah cool um, no that looks cool man i'm excited about that
1: yeah and then the last bit of in- information we got a little casting news uh tilda swinton uh who if you don't remember her she's been in a, a lot of random stuff but uh i remember her mostly as the devil in uh constantine um or not the devil she played archangel uh, michael as a bad michael in uh, in oh, okay. constantine and they had the battle between him and uh, Constantine and Michael in the uh, the pool at the end of the movie. Uh, fantastic. She got cast to be the Ancient One in the upcoming Doctor Strange movie for Marvel. So, uh, she, Oh, that's
0: going to be cool. I like her, man.
1: Yeah, she's a great actress. And uh, it's, it just shows, again, how Marvel is going after quality actors.
0: Yeah, they are. What else was she in? Oh, she was in something really cool, and I loved her character. I'll have to IMDb it. Um, I like that actress. She was in something else that I really, I really liked her character. It wasn't Constantine.
1: Uh, I'll bring it up here really quick. Hang on. She was in adaptation. Oh, she played the, uh, the White Queen in Narnia.
0: That's it. Yes, she was the Queen in Narnia. I loved her, her in that movie. Uh, she was so, so good in Narnia. Um, uh,
1: she's in, that's the, where I remember Yeah, her she's from. in, uh, the new Jedi Apatow movie Trainwreck. She was in Grand Budapest right. Hotel. Uh, Snowpiercer. She was in Avengers. Um.
0: Oh no, I scrolled down too far. Never mind.
1: Uh, she was in Snowpiercer, which was a big movie with uh, Chris Evans last year. Yeah. So she's been in a lot of stuff.
0: Cool. Yeah. No, I like her, man. And and I'm with you. You know, find the good actors, have the story and the script on point, and Marvel can't do much wrong at this point. And I think that's a great segue. Totally
1: forgot she was in Michael Clayton with uh, George Clooney. Fantastic movie! I never saw that. Oh, so good. My, uh, Michael Clayton is a fantastic movie. If you guys haven't seen it, and she was really good in it. Um, a little bit cool. more. um What I love is because she's usually like the the hard ass type of character, which she kind of needs to be in Michael Clayton as well. But you definitely a vulnerable side too, which is really cool. But yeah, right. definitely a good uh, thing about going for quality with Marvel because we both saw Ant Man this. Yes. Segue. Why don't, why don't you tell so, me about Ant Man?
0: Ant Man. What do I tell you about it? I loved it. You know why I loved it? I'm going to tell you why. It was hilarious. So funny. <laughs> and I just had a blast watching it. I, you know, and I, and I made a point, man. You know, I saw it only a few days. I saw it on Saturday, uh, Taste Tuesday. Um, I saw there was some podcasts that were talking about it. There were some, um, you know, of course, articles reviewing and stuff, and I kind of made a point of not reading anything before I talked to you about it um i you know you tweeted me, said it was cool i I thoroughly enjoyed it. The main thing I liked about it is that and granted, it's not a new excuse me a new concept where you know a former villain of sorts or a guy that's you know has bad luck has to do something good to help his you know daughter or something like that right right. Uh, and there may be spoilers in here, we'll just say that right now. Um, and honestly, I, I really enjoyed how they did it. The little girl was great. Yep. Uh, and one of the, one of my, one thing that stands out to me right now is how they did the action scenes. It's something you've never seen in oh, a movie. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, and the cool thing, what I liked, one of my favorite scenes was, and it's in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler, the one with the train. Like the way they shoot it and they're little, they're on the train, it's speeding, it's speeding, it's speeding. And then they go to real life and it's like, dude, and it falls over, you know? And it's like, and it's so dramatic, but it's also nothing because they're so little. And, exactly.
1: The Thomas, and it was Thomas the Tank, which is great.
0: Yeah. And then when it got enlarged and got thrown out the house, that was amazing. I, I don't know, man. I love this movie. It was fun as hell. It's unlike any other of the Marvel films. And, uh, and I really liked, uh, oh, homeboy's name just flew out of my head. Uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, I, I love him. I always have anything he's in. I'm always laughing because he's yep. snarky, sarcastic. Um, he got the humor right on and Michael Douglas's character is brilliant. Um, it was really good, man. Yeah. I enjoyed a it few lot. things
1: again, that the Marvel does right is they, they, their casting was great. The four main mm-hmm. leads of Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly, and Corey Stoll, fantastic. And, uh, yeah. you know, Cory Stoll's great. He really made a big name for himself in the first season of house of cards, um, which is great. And I believe he won the Emmy for that, that year. Fantastic. Did he? Uh, it really set up An- Evangeline Lilly from further into the, uh, cinematic universe. um, but what I really loved is it really tied in the fact that Michael Douglas' character, Hank Pym, has a long history with S.H.I.E.L.D. Because yeah. for those of us that are fans of the comics, Ant-Man, and again, spoilers, his wife in the movie, The Wasp, um, Janet Van Dyne, who's Evangeline Lilly's mom, were original Avengers. They were two of the original Avengers. So wow. it really ties it in really closely. Um I loved... Michael Pena, who was the breakout star of the movie, flipping the, hilarious. The Hispanic
0: dude, right? Yeah, the Hispanic guy. Yes. Holy crap! I was dying. The one line, like there was the one part where he's like, "Back it up, back it up, yeah, back it up, just back it up." And and well, there was the other line. Maybe it was when they were breaking in the in the place at the end. I just can't remember. He was he's every scene he was in, he stole it. It it was amazing.
1: Absolutely (laughs) stole the movie. And uh, what's what's great is that Marvel knows how to capitalize on that, so you know that he's going to have a one line or two line thing in, (laughs) um, in Captain America or something because you know because Ant Man does tie in, um, which we'll get to the the after credit scenes here in a minute. Um, that was fantastic. I love that Judy Greer was in it, who played Scott Lang's ex wife. Um,
0: and does Pam on Archer?
1: Not Pam, not Cheryl. Pam,
0: Cheryl. Sorry,
1: Cheryl. Um, she's fantastic. I love Judy Greer. Um, but again, the fight scene between Ant Man and Falcon
0: at the oh, Avengers was so, cool. was so
1: <laughs> flipping awesome.
0: Yeah, it My, was oh, that was the scene I was trying to remember when uh when uh I can't remember the actor's name uh or even his name, but every time he stole the show. One of the things that was funniest about him was when he was like. When he had to tell a story or he had yeah. to say what he heard from somebody.
1: Yeah. And it totally, it was, you know, six And he's degrees. always doing something
0: super elegant. Like he's wine tasting with his brother or his, or his cousin, or he's, he's looking at, the, at art with his kids. Yeah, cousin. he's at the art show. <laughs>
1: yeah. And yeah, they're Mike...
0: drinking wine and being sophisticated. And then he heard from, and then the way they dubbed over his voice over the, the, the lips of the other people. Yes. It was brilliant, dude. And I just, what I love is like the, loved the, it.
1: the first story you hear, of course, is that there's there's a big store uh, score to, at this guy old guy's house, and you know it's this big elaborate way that he heard out heard about <laughs> it, and you find out yeah it was all set up by Michael Douglas. So, of course, <laughs> yeah, so totally awesome. Uh, Anthony Mackie, of course, you know rocked his Falcon. Um, yeah. the the two post credit scenes, uh, which were great. Evidently, you only saw the first one. Well,
0: uh, you know, we sat through the movie and, uh, we kind of had to go to the bathroom and you said there was a post credit thing. And I was like, well, we saw something. Let's go. And then we left. And then it turns out there was an even cooler one at the end, but I'll let case. you talk about that one. I'd like the first one though.
1: Yeah. You talk about <laughs> the first one.
0: So the first one, what was the first one again?
1: The, uh, the wasp outfit.
0: Oh yeah. And, and that was something that I thought was actually pretty cool because you kind of wait. For it to kind of come full circle, which is why I think just waiting for that first uh, credit sequence was important because it it added one more level to where his daughter is not going to leave. You know, Uh, you know, it was all focused on him to protect her. But then, you know what? You're worthy now. My wife and I worked on this before she died. And I think this prototype, let's work on it. Let's give it to you. You'll basically become the wasp, which was badass.
1: Yeah, and this actually goes back to a bit of news that we talked about a month and a half ago or two months ago, mm-hmm. um, where Kevin Feige had come out and said that Evangeline Lily is definitely going to be part of the cinematic universe. So this really did set that up. The yeah. second one, uh, the second uh, after-credits scene, takes place at the very end of the credits, and it actually turns out it wasn't done by the Ant-Man director. It's actually, uh, they they started seeing dailies from Captain America Civil War, which mm-hmm. is due out next year, and this is actually a scene from that movie. Um, no way! Okay. Yeah, and so they put it in there, and what it is is it shows uh, Cap and Falcon uh, in a, it looks like an abandoned warehouse sort of thing, and they have a an unconscious uh, Winter Soldier, uh, you know, Bucky Barnes, uh, cornered. He's he's there, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And Cap, of course, makes a reference to not being able to to trust or get along with. Um, with with Tony Stark, because obviously right. in Civil War they're on opposite sides of the battle. Um, and so Falcon says, "I know a guy," and you he know <laughs> he's obviously talking about uh, Ant Man. So, yeah. Um, so it is great that that looks like how they're gonna pull Ant Man into the Avengers. So,
0: and what a cool tie-in, man! And I think he'll fit in just fine. I think that's gonna be fun as hell. So,
1: oh well, you know, and honestly, I hate to to make this comparison, but the fact that Paul Rudd has a very similar comedic style to Robert Downey Jr. Very tongue in cheek, very funny, yeah. able to pull off the drama, but can definitely throw those one-liners out there. And, you know, with all this talk for the last five years, basically that, uh, that Robert Downey Jr. is eventually going to leave the universe. Because, you know, in the comics, eventually his, uh, his partner, uh, Rody, uh, becomes actually the, the new Captain America. In most recent years, or, or becomes the new Man. Iron Man. I'm yeah. sorry, the new Iron Man. Because totally. actually in most recent years, Falcon, uh, Sam Wilson actually becomes the new Captain America. Right. But, um, but this just shows they're kind of making sure they have that arrow in their quiver, so to speak, that they can put that actor in there.
0: Well, I think that's important, dude. I, it, the Avengers wouldn't be what it is without Robert Downey Jr. and that, that comedy, you know, and, you know, and, and, and that's why I really enjoyed Ant-Man because that's the kind of comedy I like. You know, it's like, it, it, just the one-liners, it's a little subtle things here and there or a little smile. And it's like, you know, and it, and I'm just cracking up. And there was only four of us in the theater, so I was dying. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So,
1: especially since, you know, at the end of Age of Ultron, you know, Iron Man isn't officially part of the Avengers, the current lineup of the Avengers now. So maybe when you get to Infinity War, Maybe Ant-Man's gonna be part of that and taking over that sort of class clown part of the role, so.
0: Cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see how that shakes out, man. We have years and years of awesome movies ahead of us, and I just, and if the, and you know, obviously Marvel's not screwing this up, and I'm very interested to see what DC does next year, uh, with those movies. So, you know, we will see, but Ant-Man's a winner, another winner for me, man. I, you know, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. So I don't care what the critics say. What are the All critics right. saying? Do we have anything? Uh, actually, I'm not
1: really paying attention to the critics. I really, I really usually don't when it comes to the Marvel movies. Yeah, um, same here. But it made great money at the box office. You know, it didn't make, you know, Avengers or Jurassic Park type money, but it made, it had a really good solid opening weekend. Good. Um, and it seems to be having legs. So. Cool. So let's see how that goes. Uh, that's it for me on pop culture. What do you got to, to contribute this week?
0: Uh, we're, really a couple things I wanted to bring up. One was Ant-Man. Two was you got me playing that stupid game, Marvel Puzzle Quest, (laughs) which I hate you. Oh, which I
1: was going to tell you about. Actually, I I got the Ant Man character in a a random draw today.
0: Lucky bastard. Yeah, and they just uh,
1: yeah they just (laughs) released that the next uh, major character they're releasing is uh, Jean
0: Grey. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the game. (laughs) I I like the story. Um, I like the game. The gameplay is what it is, but I like collecting the characters. I wish that I could get more of them. Um, you know, it's, it's a really, it's a really fun game. Uh, what's been kind of killing me lately is I don't have enough coins or enough. I can't get the levels to de- defeat certain things. And you know, that is what it is, but it's, it's fun. It's one of those. mo. The reason I'm bringing this up is I'm making time for mobile gaming, um, because of what's going on personally. I don't have time. Like I said, to sit down at my computer. I'm with the kids, but if they're playing in the backyard, I can sit down and play a couple deals of puzzle quest and that's kind of what i'm looking forward to with star wars uh um star wars uprising so you know add me one more game and i'll and i'll be good so
1: yeah the the perfect thing about mobile gaming is it's perfect for toilet time it's not like you're going to pull your exactly. entire gaming rig in to play some wire while, while you're on the toilet exactly so you can always device. get in there <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh the other thing i was going to bring up i kind of already talked about it. uh the wife and i watched the super girl pilot Um, we finished agents of shield and we finished game of thrones and you know, I'm kind of in this weird low right now. So right now I'm thinking I'm going to watch agent Carter. Um, I'm going to get her to watch it. I might try to get her to watch that right now when we're done here. Um, and then I have a couple other things on my, on my plate to watch, but I'm kind of glad I'm getting caught up. I still have to catch up on Gotham, but otherwise I'm, I'm pretty good on TV. I'm can't wait for fall. Supergirl is going to be fun. Um, and the return of, um, you know, flash and arrow. Of course I can't wait for those. So, um, that's pretty much all I have this week, man. Um, as far as pop culture goes for me, I'm just watching TV and trying to consume stuff before I have to go back to work in a couple of weeks. Oh, and that's the other thing. I'm actually, um, the vacation I'm going on, uh, next week is on off the grid deal. So what I'm trying to do is load up my wife's, uh, tablet with a bunch of, Harley Quinn and Deadpool comics, um, because I kind of want to catch up on those a little bit, uh, before the next movies come out, uh, before Deadpool and, you know, Suicide Squad and stuff comes out. I love Harley Quinn's character anyway. I have a few of the comics, but so that's kind of like where I'm at right now, pop culture wise. I'm loving reading comics. There's no way I can afford to buy all of those issues right now <laughs> when I'm not yeah. back at work, but, uh, I'm definitely willing to get them digitally and, and just kind of suck it up and, and give me something to read off the grid. So. Uh man, I'm just gonna be working on my novel too, so that's pretty much where I'm Ooh. at with this man. So, it, yeah, it, shall uh, we do our drawing? We should.
1: Uh, Let's uh, do that.
0: All right. So you have uh sat along with us this entire time, or you just skipped ahead to this? How dare you? Um. <laughs> and so I am bringing out my randomizer that I use at work, and I have all six names: Paul, Andreas, Dan, Redna, uh, Adahoilas, and John. And I put them into my randomizer that I use at work to call on random children that aren't paying attention. And I'm going to we're gonna here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna give everybody, um, all six of you, um, one carto one cartel pack from Swotor. I think all of you are Swotor gamers for the most part. And um, and then those of you I owed one already, I'll give you one. Like I said in the beginning of the show, we're gonna do one grand prize drawing, and then we'll do a second place drawing. For, um, for some swag as well. So two people are going to get some stuff and then we're going to keep your names in the hats and give you some extra chances. If you didn't win, of course. And even if you did, if you continue to be a patron and we'll do another drawing in five episodes. So how do you feel about that, dude? Ready?
1: Awesome. Let's see who wins.
0: All right. Let's do it. So what do you, let's do the second prize first. What's better? Second prize first. All right. So second place goes to Dan. Congrats, Dan.
1: Congrats, Dan. Woo!
0: Thanks for being Dan's a patron, man. man. Dan, you are the man. So you will be getting um some swag from a little bit from San Diego Comic-Con, a little bit from uh uh Phoenix Comic-Con. So congrats on your swag bag.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the grand prize winner is Paul. Ooh. Good job, Paul. Paul is the winner. Woo, Paul. So thank you, sir, for being a patron. Thanks to all of you for being patrons. Um, we will continue to leave your, your name in the hat. Continue to be patrons. We'll send you some stuff. So what I need Paul and Dan to do as soon as you can, go ahead and either send us an email at the at gmail.com. Uh, actually, everybody needs to send me an email and give me your faction server name and, and player name so I can send you cartel backs. But Dan and Paul need to send me your addresses so I can physically send you things in the mail. So there we go. Woohoo. <laughs> All right. So that was fun. Yeah. That was exciting, dude. I felt like uh I not know, one of those game show guys.
1: <laughs> I think you're more of uh lottery girls.
0: <laughs> uh I have the hair for it. It's long enough, right? Yeah you do. <laughs> All right, so we're going to call that a week, huh buddy?
1: Yep, yeah, it's a week and we're taking a week off, so we shall see you in 2 weeks.
0: Yes, you will get another show from us in 2 weeks. Thank you to all our patrons. We're looking for more patrons definitely. Uh find us on the Shadowlands server and our guild's has a frosty beverage and offers a frosty beverage on the pub side. We'll be on for a few days before I leave on Saturday and we'll we'll still be on after that. So join us and we're going to join we're going to try to get a little uh I'll screw it together. It'll be fun, I think. So come play games with us. All right. So thanks for tuning into the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail Find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Tour Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Give us some positive ratings if you like what we're doing. We appreciate that. Uh, become a patron and be entered uh, in for show 30 for some more stuff. We'll give away more stuff. Maybe we'll throw in a hyper crate or something, dude. That might be hardcore. Anyway. Uh, I'm still saving up for a hyper crate. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> all right. So patreon.com slash usual podcast. And, of course, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Become a patron. Buy an audiobook. Either way helps the show out. We appreciate that. And so thanks again. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Two weeks. Two weeks. We'll see you all in two weeks. Peace.
1: Thank you, everybody.
0: Thanks, guys.